Hello and welcome to the NXT Generation podcast. I'm Chris Chopping. I'm joined by Sam Smith. Happy birthday, me. Happy birthday, Sam Smith. Uh, glad we got that out of the way. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. We, chance. we are here to review uh, NXT from Wednesday the 24th of July. And we're going to be talking about all the stuff that went down on the show. I thought this was a pretty good show this week. What do you reckon, Sam? Same. I missed the last couple of NXTs, to be honest. Um, seeing the recaps was quite useful as well. Um, yeah, very good. Very good main event. Very good promos. Liked it. I am going to be... Um, yeah, we're going to be going through it. I felt this was the sort of episode of NXT where it's such a good episode. It just reminds you how well they can do it, how well you can book a wrestling show. All the things they're doing right... They just show throws into sharp relief all the things they're getting wrong on Raw and SmackDown, and the... but they're also missing the appearance or the use of certain people. Mm. It's nothing with the tag division or, or barely mentioned in passing. Um, Baszler is is missing in action most of the time nowadays, so they can miss key people and it not feel like it is on the main roster because you see a list of mis- of mid carders that could be main eventers, mm. and they but... do a much better job. It's it's great, you know, you can kind of leave people out for a couple of weeks and then you bring them back with a bang and there's natural impact to it rather than trying to fit... Either people just disappear and then they're just back on and why and there's no... no doesn't matter and they just, you know... Or here, just change actually, their name for no reason. Yeah, whereas here they seem to be actually making the most of the talent they've got available to them, obviously limited by the hour format, but nonetheless I think they're doing a pretty good job. And this show started this week with a recap, uh, Adam Cole recapping that he'd been on the Bay Bay tour, recapping the events that you will have missed from the end of the last episode. Where he uh, offered the uh, gentleman from Gargano's old wrestling school. Yeah. Uh, I really like this. Um, yeah. Like I said, I missed this entirely. Um, the end result of it being a, th- uh, a three stages of hell match is perfect because like we said it, it started with a two out of three falls match mm. in what kind of should be a feud ender but it was the begin- like the first one of a, of, a, of a trilogy that had so little build up and it was because of unfortunate injury yeah 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 so like if you're going to have a rubber match for this feud you have to do it properly The mm. which I'm sure we'll discuss later when they announce the uh the stipulations that they picked. My prediction was the complete opposite, the absolute opposite of, of what they'd end up doing in this match. Right, what did you think it was going to be? Well, we'll talk about the announcement then. Now then, okay, fine. Um, I thought that Johnny Gargano would want a straight wrestling match. Oh, yeah. And I thought that uh, Cole would ha- incorporate some kind of no DQ situation to, to just fucking steal a win, because he can. Yeah. So why wouldn't you? But, I... Where it was literally the, the opposite reasoning for both. It was swerve. No, I yeah, I felt exactly the same. Like because obviously, John uh, Adam Cole incredibly popular with the fan base, but is you know theoretically he's the heel in this situation, right? He's the bad guy, and he's gone. Yeah, no, I just want a pure wrestling match. Mm. What's the, I can have any stipulation. I'll have no stipulations. No, please, just wrestling, <laughs> which is just seemed like an incredible choice when you go. He's the heel. He could he could go no DQs. He could ask for weapons. He could ask for his a handicap. He could have literally gone on a four-on-one handicap match, <laughs> me and all of all the, the undisputed, undisputed era, for that fall. That, that, he could have done that. That's, there's no reason why not. And they, they could have... So... Oh, no, it's, it's the height of arrogance. It's... Yeah. That not only am I going to defend my 
title in this quite tricky match. Mm. I, I also want to steal your title of Mr. Wrestling. Because not only are we going to have all the gold, we're also going to steal your gimmicks. So Johnny Gargano went, we're going to go have a street fight. That was his, and he's had one of those before. And I guess also it's going like, I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. Bring it on. Use what you want. Rest me outside the ring. I don't care. I can take it. That was him I kind of being I thought it was a little bit heroic. Stone Cold Johnny Austin. <laughs> yeah. Um, it kind of just, I want to kick the, well, I want to beat the shit out of you. Was I, his general message. I guess it's, it speaks to the difference between NXT and the main roster again. But I was a bit surprised that the, these announcements were just kind of made as like yeah. backstage promos. I thought they were going to do it almost like, you know, the kind of contract signing, signing in the ring, mm. have them to announce their stipulations in the ring, and they just kind of did it in these backstage promos, which is better than a big... I wouldn't have yeah. minded a contract signing, but I, it would be better than these big talking sections where just, like, eight different people come out to the ring and kind of I jump in. I wanted them to be unannounced. Just on the night. Uh, well, and, but at before each fall. The first fall, as picked by Mr. Gargano, will be a submissions match. There you go, that would be good. Because I, I think they're going to announce Regal's pick as well. Do you think? Well, because I was going to say, that's the one he's allowed to pick. If it goes to a third fall, he's allowed to pick. So If. Yeah. If. When it goes <laughs> to a third fall, it's going to be down to Mr. William... I think William Regal's stipulation is going to be, it's the first guy who can run to my office, knock on the door and ask to have the belt, we'll get the belt. That's, that's <laughs> William Lee. That's, that's what he's used to in life. Yeah, recently. people come to me and ask me for stuff and I give it to them. That's the, <laughs> that's the William Regal guarantee. Right. And he's done it again this week, which we'll get to later. You actually specified, you called it a three stages of hell match. Yeah. They didn't use that here. That's naughty of them, because that's what they used to call it. Well, isn't it a three stages of hell? Isn't that specifically like a cage match and then a... Something else in it. Uh, yeah, no hard Actually, I think you might be right. I feel like I three stages of hell is three very specific, specific stipulations. stipulations. Mm. Um, and this they call it two out of three stip- falls match with stipulations. Mm. Custom job. I I mean, I'm actually quite happy with the ones that they picked because when you hear that, you go, it's going to be a match, two out of three falls, three different stipulations. You begin to get the thing of like, ah, oh, this has been a really great feud. Are they going to? overbook it to fuck in the finale which I am just probably gonna ridiculous do. <laughs> stipulations but the fact that they've gone street fight pure wrestling mm. is like okay they've already reined this in from what it could be you know it could have been an absolute clusterfuck but what do you do as the inevitable third fall because then they've got licensed like I've a ladder match between the two of them when they're really knackered yeah. would be quite impressive because it'll be 25, 30 minutes in by the time it gets to the third fall. Does that feel like a real kind of grudge match feud ender though? Like just... It's an hour long, which it will got, be. We've just had a street fight and some pure wrestling and now we're just going to give you a ladder to dick about on for the last bit. Is that... If you're main eventing shows in, in big stipulations and long matches like that, you need to have... You need to be able to keep the, the pace going all the way through. So yeah. Yeah. It, it will. Great. Will end up, it will work. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Um, it's very soon as well. Uh, it's completely jumped up on me. I thought it was a month or It's very nearly summertime, summer isn't it? Yeah. yeah, blimey. Terrifying. Um, <laughs> the show opened this week uh, with the NXT breakout tournament. And we'd already were on to the second round of this. I, could, I was quite mm. surprised. I can't believe they've already had like four, four weeks of this. And now we're into the second round. Jordan Miles was back against Angel Garza, mm. and 
What did you make of this one? Uh, really strong character stuff at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both very expressive dudes. Their kind of mannerisms are very good. Verging on pantomime. Yeah, I th- think it was kind of like end of peer attraction style kind of goofiness at times. I, I like that. It won't, it won't fucking last for long. But they're quite new. I feel like they're going to kind of rein that in a bit and hopefully learn a little bit of subtlety. It was, mm. you know, it was a little bit kind of silly for my taste. I but... think they, they they switched it off throughout the match. Mm. And I think it's a more of an indie trick than a WWE thing where you can have two kind of faces and um, find a reason to dislike each other throughout a match. Mm. That happens a lot in more often in indie wrestling. WWE seem to be more strict, uh, NXT to an extent as well, of... Only a heel and face dynamic. Their shades of grey moments only ever happen in like more blockbuster matches. Yeah. Whereas this is like this, you have two faces and you have to give them a reason to like want to deck each other. Angel Garza did the whole tearing off his trousers to reveal his pants, mm. and I mean, look, who am I to tell people what to do? It's obviously working. It's going over <laughs> with the crowd. I could hear the whoops. Um, not Nigel McGuinness. Uh, Nigel McGuinness. Cover your eyes. Yeah, I, but but you look at he tears off his he rips away his trousers to reveal his little pants underneath, and people whoop and you go, he is still only wearing the same amount of clothing as Jordan, Jordan Miles, <laughs> unless it's the one knee that Jordan Miles had covered in a bandage that is really doing it for people. Like people in wrestling rings are always in little pants. Yeah. It's a weird gimmick, and also it would be even weirder if you were somewhat offended by it I can't yeah. believe you've done that oh god I can't oh that's that's inappropriate in your knickers oh I'm, I'm going back to watch Randy Orton you know it's just and also Kevin Nash appeared in the Magic Mike films didn't he and I was not expecting that influence to run the other way that suddenly we'd have someone being like a sort of Chippendale in the <laughs> in NXT just ripping his trousers off to make the girls uh, whoop but I think we've been working for him I think we've been somewhat twisted by uh, the full Monty in this country. Our kind of idea of strippers is more towards that, or I guess in like America and Florida in particular, it'd be more lined towards like Vegas. So glamour. A bit more glamour, not yeah. like striking minors, fucking getting that kit off for cash, trading yeah. money for the kids. Well, I guess, you know, also my idea of strippers is generally a bit like grubby. I know I mean that in the, the nicest possible you know, I've got no no offence intended to any strippers listening, but like <laughs> you know, I wouldn't choose to go on a tour strip club, nor do I think I particularly frequent with the sort of people uh, hang out with the sort of people who frequent strip clubs on a regular basis. You know, it's uh, all seems a little bit kinda of like lowbrow. It's <laughs> not our world. It's not it's not our it's world. It's not our place. Um that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I I really liked this match. The um the ending was a little bit funny. Funny. Uh the 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 like uh the bridge suplex and then he pulled his legs fully down and got mm. the pin. First I looked at it and I was like that looks like a botch. Or no, maybe the idea is that his bridge suplex is really technical and really tight and he does hold, keep a hold of it. Mm. Uh it yeah it seemed to end abruptly. But yeah. I think that's deliberate. I think it's like his, uh, uh, like a character motif. I think it is a character because he looked surprised to have won. To be honest, he he looked a little bit mm. shocked by the whole yeah. thing. 
I wasn't sure about that. But I, I do like the idea of that, like, bridge suplex. Especially because, like, on the free count, his feet hit the mat from mm. tucked behind him. And when you're in that position, you can't move your shoulders. So maybe it was. If it was an accident, boo. Mm. If it's deliberate, I like that. I like more tricky, tricky little manoeuvres in wrestling. He did um, something I've noticed. He did a couple of flips and somersaults. Which weren't actually connecting with anyone. It was just sort of throwing, uh, showing off his athleticism. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that is something you get with some of these new guys that come into NXT, where they're doing the somersaults and the flips, but they're not not actually a part of a move. They're just flipping about, and it's something uh, that you can also see. Have you seen the Bret Hart Tom McGee match? That is the kind yeah. of classic. I think it's Tom McGee. I hope I'm getting that name right. It's the classic kind of. Uh, it was a lost match for years and years and years, and it's the classic story of like Bret Hart can rest, can carry a broomstick. Like this guy, he made him look like a million dollars for one night. Vince thought he was the new star of the company, and then he was absolute absolute dog, dog shit. shit. Oh no, no, yes, yeah, I've seen clips from it. I've seen so of it. that guy is just like, uh, you know, he's he's a big guy. He's got blonde hair. He's muscly. You can see why Vince would like him, but. He's not a great worker, but but Brett makes him look okay. But the one thing he can do in the ring is he does these kind of backflips and things just to mm-hmm. kind of show off his athleticism. And I think that's what you do when you're going like, okay, I I, I can do that. I haven't really learned how to do it safely in moves yet. I, I can't actually hang, and I don't want to do anyone damage, but I no, can risk my own neck. But I can, yeah, I can try and pop the crowd by flipping myself about a bit. So I've... And and it's one of those things. Once you once you notice, it's like you've ah oh, I've seen the strings now. That's a little thing that I can't unsee. Like every time a new guy that comes in that's supposed to be a bit flipping athletic, you go ah oh, he's just flipping out of the way or something. Yeah, like they, for the sake of flipping. And I think one of the side effects of this of the tournament, um, do you see two o five like Carrillo and a few others mm. more of the flippy dudes from NXT are now on two o five. Right, might not okay. be a permanent thing. Might be a day trip, which mm-hmm. is nice. But yeah, they seem to be filling up on cruiserweights around NXT and obviously like 205 has been pretty stale yeah well they seem to want some new blood these days like there's more lighter people getting into wrestling like you don't have to have the big massive build it's been proven that's not necessary anymore um also just to kind of try and stand out you've got to be doing some flippy stuff just to keep up with what everyone's doing but that does mean you've just got an absolute glut of cruiserweights available to you I guess and then following the match, we had Shane Thorne grab the headphones off of Ronaldo and uh, start shouting into it. And it made sense what he was shouting. So he was saying, look, I've been here three years, slogging away, I'm a talent, You could be u- they could be using me, they could be giving me opportunities. Instead, they're giving these opportunities to these next break, which is what I said when the tournament was instigated. Right? Mm. So it's, it's smart that they followed Do up on that. Do you need to introduce it? Like, yeah, why are you bringing these people? guys in and giving them a title shot when there's people... What about Damien Priest, who's just yeah. come in and started squashing jobbers? Why doesn't he get a title shot when he squashed three of them, right? Because he wasn't in a tournament. Long-term What's plans the... for him. We'll discuss oh, yeah. that oh, later. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that's... sure, but in kayfabe <laughs> terms. Do you know what I mean? Um, no, no, because I think that the whole break, breakout, breakthrough kind of idea is to, like, these guys are new. So, like, if you want to, like, keep a, 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 a shroud of mystery around the guy you're going to push from day one... You mm. want to take him as far away from that as possible. Mm. Braun Strowman, they did a brilliant job with that. He had very few NXT matches. I'm not sure he had any televised NXT matches. I know he was there. He was at the performance center for years, mm. and he ha- he was he'd squash jobbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like he, they took him out straight away and put him up with the Wyatt family. 
some of his first singles matches were years after he'd been in NXT. Yeah. And look at him now. Mm. I'm not saying he's the best wrestler, but... Oh, no, definitely, they need to keep... I keep on calling him punishment, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, but with the tournament, it's nice that they've got wrestlers now much. kind of complaining about it and kind of kicking off, and it, it makes sense in storyline terms. But they've done this trope now of someone runs in and grabs the headset and sort of shouts into it quite a lot recently to the point I'm kind of going is that getting a bit overdone could you not have had him storm out to the ring with a microphone mm. or do it on the entrance ramp like why you know that thing it's, it's fine um, to I, do to kind of create a bit of atmosphere and whatever do something a bit different but they've done it three or four times in the last couple of months, months and it's... Yeah. I like it though because mm. the idea that anyone can acquire a microphone and it just work mm. and they can walk on stage and they'll just dip the music that that fluently that's probably me being a sound engineer going, this is like logistically and technically incredibly unlikely. Yeah. But ripping a microphone off of a commentator's headset, that, that would work. Yeah. That's yeah. what I would do. In I my guess... professional advice to any wrestler. They, they, got, they got the right idea. Fair enough. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Shane Thorne has won the uh, notoriously difficult to obtain Sam Smith endorsement. <laughs> um, uh, sounds engineer, professional endorsement there. That's great. And... Then we had the Gargano promo that we've already kind of discussed. Quite a brooding sort of promo mm-hmm. announcing it's going to be a street fight. Then we had Zia Lee. Is it Zia Lee? Yeah. yeah. Versus Bianca Belair. They, it's a continuum of making Bianca look like an absolute beast. Yeah. I really like it. I like how they referenced uh, her absolutely smashing the combine. Mm. Did you watch that? The, I think I no. might have mentioned it in a previous episode. It was uh, live-streamed on Facebook. And it's a, it's like a CrossFit, but it's more like raw, like a minute on each kind of like cardio machine in a gym or like jumping exercises and stuff. Mm. What's the best you can do within a minute or what each or three throws or whatever. Um, and like Bianca Bella is the best in her weight class, male or female, by a fucking mile. She is athletically an absolute machine. Riddle? Mm. is as well mm. and then when you kind of have like comparing everyone and like Riddle's just like well you're, you're tall and jacked as fuck but like what pound for pound like Bianca would Bianca was absolutely frying Riddle in like the rowing and stuff she's really fucking tough did, and they re- like I appreciated that reference it's did very, everyone do it? yeah all, all the performance centre oh uh, really so there wasn't really good there wasn't anyone sort of going look I mean guys in, co- in kayfabe turn, terms Oh, hiya. Hello. Hello. How's it going? All right, we're recording a podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, I interrupted, <laughs> That's fine, we're live now. We can pause wow. it for a little if you want. <laughs> Give that a quick pause. Uh, say hello to the listeners at home, Alan. Hello to the listeners at home. And um, we'll catch up with you guys in just a second. And we're back in the room. Welcome back. And we were discussing Bianca Belair versus uh, Zia Lee. And, and you were talking about the combine. Because mm. I, I was wondering, like, surely there'd be some guys going, look, guys, in kayfabe, I'm supposed to be really, really tough, but don't make me do the combine. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think a little bit of that is to get people to train really hard for it. You reckon? Yeah, like kind of... and it is done in relative to, like, in, like, division, not divisions, but it is, like, who can do the best. Mm. So it's not... And, and different people do better at different things. Keith Lee will win the, will, will do really well in the weightlifting thing, but he's not going to win the fucking treadmill. Because I'm just That's thinking, just... 
I'm just people always be better at different things. I'm just thinking, just to pluck someone uh, as an example from the main roster, so she wouldn't have been a part of it anyway. But like, and and look, and I'm saying this is someone who is massively out of shape, so I'm not throwing any shade on anyone. But just in kayfabe terms, if you've got Alexa Bliss doing a weightlifting contest, surely she's gonna be really outclassed by sort of just the bigger, beefier people, and then you're going like. But I've got to believe in kayfabe terms, though, that she can get in a ring and beat someone up. Like, yeah, I do see your... Because uh, she's not a technical mat wrestler, is she, particularly? No, like, you've got to kind of feel... You'd think there'd be a couple of people in kayfabe terms you're kind of like, look, I'm really good at this pretend fighting shit. I'm not a real fighter, guys. Let's not. It's why she's a really good heel, because mm. it can cover that up by being a shit. That's true. All right, well, I also... <laughs> it I liked... works in kayfabe if you're a shit. Another thing I mentioned, I liked about the commentary on this match... Um, Beth Phoenix was pointing out that Bianca Belair had lost two matches on the bounce to Mia Yim, how she was fed up with that, how she had to kind of rebuild her, uh, her aura, not her aura, but she had to rebuild momentum. And she had to, her momentum, that's the, that's the word, thank you, <laughs> and kind of earn back her place in the title picture. Like you, that's great, yeah. it makes sense, oh, it's, it's exactly logical what we booking. Said a few weeks back. You contrast that, though, to what they've done with Samoa Joe, on the main roster, who is great, but they had him lose the US title, and immediately he just choked out um, Kofi Kingston, and he's got a title shot for a bigger title than the one he just lost just a week lost. ago. And it's just I, no... I do think the idea that if you won like a, a mid-card title, and when you do eventually lose it, you then... Do you then just try and keep on winning the mid-card title again, or do you go, actually, no, I was better than this, I've defended this title... X times I deserve. Sure. I see. I'd see that. But maybe you have to kind of to... then, you know, persuade someone to give you some matches to prove yourself to earn that shot. You have to kind of beat some of the other contenders. You have to. You don't just choke out the guy and go. Well, I, just, I was. I'm a loser, but I choke out this guy in a surprise attack. <laughs> it's fine. And then I get a title <laughs> shot at a pay per view. Like that seems like a weird. Like it seems to reward misbehaving. It does, and it's. I I think oh, I really feel like WWE. And I won't be the first to say this. Maybe need to do a bit more long-term planning. Because it feels like they just go, oh, it's two weeks before the pay-per-view. Shit, well, how do we build this match? Okay, mm. we'll just do a choke. We'll get the belt off him, do a choke out, and then he's the contender. It's why the purest form of, like, we need a contender, so we're going to have a 20-man battle royal. And, and that's it... the result. And you can't argue with that. If you're that desperate and you've got no time, then mm. to do it that... And you look at... It's, and it, but it's you... cheap. It's cheap, and you can't do it every month. But it's something that it works. But you look at NXT and you go, even with the fact that they constantly have the kind of sword of Damocles over them the whole time of like, we might just come and grab some of your wrestlers and take them away. They still manage to book better sort of long-term story. I realise they've only got to do like an hour a week. But even then, you've mm. then got the trouble if you've got to fit all these guys in. And they're still managing to book a better kind of wrestling show anyway. But it was, that was just a nice touch on the commentary, not to drift off too much into the main roster but it was a nice touch on the commentary here that they did actually kind of create a logic and a kind of framework that on the press release for the uh, AEW show on TNT mentioned that it will have a and you when I say this you're going to be like yeah you're going to love that Sam that's exactly what I waffle on about on this podcast and an analysis and a more sporting approach Mm. which I keep on saying like if it's a masquerading as a sport you can give it way more legitimacy by respecting somewhat statistics or tearing so it gives a, a, a hierarchy that you can quantize which you can fuck with even more with with 
uh, nepotism it's and authority a... roles. I, I think it would be better for it. Do you know what? It's a weird one for me because in my head, I always like... They, they say it's going to be more like sport and I go, ah, oh, I fucking hate sport. <laughs> but I realise that that's not really what they mean. They mean it's going to be like, you know, they're going to have records and, and, and wins and losses are going to matter, but you're still going to have... MJF in there <laughs> slanging people off you're still going to have shenanigans you're still going to have everything that you get in sports entertainment so yeah I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes uh, I highly recommend you watch the MGF dump documentary MGF dump documentary it's okay. incredibly good Did, is, is that on YouTube? yeah um, I right. can't remember the guy who made it but it's incredible you can completely convince that he's the most, the most psychopathic heel character in wrestling well you've never steered me wrong with YouTube wrestling documentaries before <laughs> apart from that one time when you made me watch a documentary by a sex offender but other than that <laughs> other than that which I did subsequently show to somebody else but other than that is it your girlfriend? Uh, no not yet <laughs> yet but I'm going to have to show her that without telling her the sex offender bit I think and I feel like that might colour her, her impressions of the, of the documentary but um yeah, so Belair won, won. That was obviously the right decision. They're building her up to look strong again. Zia Lee is new. She's been shown to look pretty capable, but she can absorb the loss at this point. That's great. And then we had the recap of the Killian Dane Matt Riddle beatdown. I didn't see this. I love the stage part. The stage bot? When he spears him through the stage. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I thought you said stage bot, like a robot. <laughs> the stage spot. Yeah, stage okay, I'm with spot. you. Yeah, no, that was great. There were some pretty sloppy sentons that went, that <laughs> yeah. went on. But it was it was a good beatdown. Like, but the motivation behind it is confused because he's talked in promos in the last couple of weeks about his kind of Northern Irish heritage and how there was all this violence and no one from my I'm the only one from my school class to survive yeah. and then he beats up this kind of surfer bro from California if that's <laughs> anything to do with any of it and then he's back in the room this time I'm, I mean I'm not sure sectarian violence should be used in the context of kayfabe wrestling storylines it feels a bit like in the same way you wouldn't invoke some of the stuff that went down in Nazi Germany. You just, <laughs> it's just not necessary, is it? Like, Are they doubling down on their like historical terrorist references? Well, they had him kind of sat in this kind of room watching sort of film playing out, like old sort of film roles on a screen. So you didn't explicitly mention any of that, but they kind of... But you know. Yeah, exactly, you know. And, and you go, yeah, if anyone's responsible, it's probably Matt Riddle, isn't it? <laughs> He's probably the guy. Well, let's... You know, so I'm. I mean, hopefully it's gonna be a good match coming from it, a good feud. But I do not know exactly if you've got what. Somebody who's coming back. Is. You want them to win on their return, and they keep on feeding Riddle to people, and it's not doing him any favors. Well, Tyler Breeze didn't win on his return, did it? Did he? No. He didn't. And did a. I don't think Apollo Cruz won on his return. I don't know. He was on last week. He I'm pretty sure week. he lost. This is. Oh. This is exactly the sort of thing I should know, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly the sort of this thing. This is why we need know. to have an analytical, statistic based <laughs> I don't think discourse I've got about wrestling. Notes from last year, last week. Oh. Yeah, he lost to Kushida. Of course he did. Because anyway. they want Kushida to look strong. So Apollo Crews returned and lost. So maybe all the returnees are going to lose. And it's just how they do it. You know, because they, they're excited about the new guys who still could have a chance on the main roster. Uh yeah, we had more promos. I loved the bit of uh Desmond Duke being attacked. Yeah. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Earlier this week it said 
and Miriam just slams her head into a locker door, slams her head onto a bench, and you just this is in like <laughs> really good, but it was a terrible way of censoring it. I, I <laughs> didn't, didn't even get notice away censoring. Oh, when she said surprise, mother. Oh God, I wasn't even paying attention. I was just enjoying the violence. Um, I, I mean, this uh, is great. I never miss a meme. You I've, must know that, Chris. I've got, a, I've got a theory now. I've got a theory that because Mia Yim, like she's kind of te- she's a face, right? She's yeah faced off against those um, two people who kept buying her books. Yeah, Alexandra Burke and uh, the other one. And they they were born. 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 Alexandra Vanessa, Burke, yeah, that's Burke a singer, is isn't it? Singer. Vanessa Born. Vanessa Born. Uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, those two goobers and uh, <laughs> faced off against them. They were being the kind of bitchy mean girls. Then she uh, had the feud with Bianca Belair that she won. So she's the face at the moment, and yet she's just been on this tear of sort of kind of unprovoked violence. And my theory is like. Because also you look at um, Ayo Shirai and she's turned heel having failed repeatedly to kind of beat Shayna Baszler. And that's my theory. It's like, if you want to beat Shayna Baszler, you have to embrace your dark side. Like, you can't, as a face, beat Shayna Baszler. And the only thing that I'm thinking is they're going to build this up long term that everyone is turning to the dark side because they can't defeat Shayna Baszler or they're turning to the dark side to try and defeat Shayna Baszler. But Candace ultimately, Candice LeRae, the white meat face of the year. <laughs> I, saw, I knew that was coming. Yeah. I knew that was coming. I totally agree. Because if they throw that away, if they throw mm. the, the opportunity to like give LeRae like a crowning moment, mm. they're, they're fucking dumb. They're stupid. I don't think they'll, they'll waste that opportunity. And it's, so this was an entertaining beatdown, and let's hope that's where it's leading, I guess. That's, mm-hmm. And then we had the Velvet Velveteen Dream in the ring cutting a promo, talking about how he... He'd uh, be in hell after he loses his belt. Which felt a bit much, didn't it? It's a bit satanic. Yeah. So it's, it's only the North American title. Go for the next the NXT main title, you know. He's, it's, he's fantastic. He is. <laughs> he's so brilliant. Um, yeah, like, I... Don't know what Strong's. I like this. Strong comes out and is a gobshite. Dunn comes out and then nobody wants anything to do with Pete Dunn. But Pete Dunn, for context, is a, was a, a runs my local wrestling company. Yeah. Rumor has it when they had a Sasquatch-based character, it was Pete Dunn in a suit. But I didn't say that in case he gets sued. Nice. Um. So to. The idea of him coming back onto NXT and like I, they have to, they have to give him the belt. Dream has to drop it to Dunn. Dunn's a career champion. And will it make sense as well for, to kind of, he's had that belt a little while. Move him on to bigger things mm-hmm. like they're going to have the Gargano Cole feud is going to be ended one way or the other. You've got to have someone else to challenge for the main belt, right? And that so that makes sense to have him in that picture. Um, I don't think I can be too analytical or too sensible about this storyline because it's one that I'm really marking for. I was just so really... I don't think I I can get like I'm just I just want it to happen. <laughs> I, I was... just want to see Pete Dunne win a, a main main NXT. Belt. Well, everyone was excited to see him back. I was yeah. excited to see him there, um, and it was a night and it was a genuine surprise. Like when Velveteen Dream comes out and he's talking about Roderick Strong. And then Roderick Strong comes out and interrupts. Nobody's in, nobody's surprised by that, and that's fine. Mm. You're not supposed to be. It's just how these things go. 
but Pete Dunne was like a real pop of a moment, yeah. just him coming out and well, going, oh, wonderful. And well, you then, know how this ends. How does it end? Pete pins Stroll. Yeah. They have, then have a feud for the belt, which means that Dream can drop the belt without taking an L. Ah, that's smart. See, I, I do have one counter theory slash proposal. Because <laughs> um, I, I think that, that sounds very smart. My work will be right. The only thing is there's been that whole uh, dripping in gold prophecy yeah. for the Undisputed Era that we're all going to be dri- dripping in gold. Maybe you have like the Dream and Pete Dunne absolutely batter the shit out of each other and have Roderick Strong sneak the win as the heel in the match. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, you, re- you just want that prophecy to come true. I really want him <laughs> to hold all the um, gold. Yeah, and you can still set up a, a strong against Dunn feud. That's true, yeah. You can have it both ways, can't you? Because then you can have Velveteen Dream drop the belt, Pete Dunn, Roderick Strong feud, so Roderick Strong holds the belt later in the year, mm. by which point Adam Cole will still be holding the belt after he's won the not three stages of hell match. <laughs> uh, maybe, hopefully. And then... You've got the tag team titles being taken off the Street Profits who are already dicking around backstage on the main roster anyway. So let's yeah. get the belts on the Undisputed Era. And then... Might the... be the time. Might be the time. Wonderful. Good. I'm glad, um, I'm glad we're in full agreement. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the Yo Shirai squash match. Yeah. Uh, I, to be fair, I was cooking my tea as I got this and it happened so quickly that I didn't even clock who her opponent was. Oh, it was... Oh, great opponent. It was Casey Katnanzaru. Katnanzaru, yeah. Um, and I literally didn't. I I caught her entrance and then I caught the match. I'm literally right. going to the oven to fucking pause it. I <laughs> the match. getting booze, getting looking distressed, mm. and Casey Catanzaro comes out and she's so like sunshiny and happy mm. and um and just all round great. And I had the same sense of unease that you get when you see a mouse being dropped into a snake tank. You know? <laughs> just just one snake in the corner and a mouse just wandering about, thinking, yeah, everything's happy, everything's fine, and you know that snake's going to get you. And I, I felt like that in my stomach. And then it, the match started, <coughs> and sure enough, Aishirai brutalising her from the get-go. And I could have seen more of this. It was over too quickly for me. I could have seen just more <laughs> savage violence going down. Like, make it, you know, play this out for like two or three minutes. Like, it seemed to happen in about the space of about 30 seconds. You're, and, you're a fan of classic era wrestling when on, on the TV show it was just jobbers. You'd right, never yeah. have a com- competitive match. I and mean, it was from seen as the golden age when wrestling was doing really well. You'd have, ma- big, you'd have the big names against each other on the pay per views, but you'd, mm-hmm. you'd seldom see them have anything more than a squash match on TV. Do you want to go back to those days? I don't, take away I don't want to go back of... to that. That is not what I'm saying, Sam. But what I'm <laughs> saying is, if this was a squash match, and, and actually against someone who I think isn't a jobber, who will be credible in the future, but like, I'd have, I'd have liked to have seen this just go a little bit longer. Even if can, even if you have uh, Casey Catanzaro getting a little bit of offence, a little bit of shine, and just play this out a bit longer than just like... Because I was just enjoying it. I was Is enjoying that watching cutting it. Cutting it for TV. Uh, maybe. Did, you never know. The match could have gone on longer. They just. It's possible. The fun bit out of it in order to chuck it on uh, a week early on TV. Oh, they are head. in a rush to um, get episodes together ready for this pay per view. Yeah, kind of uh, build it all. Twenty five seems very very recent, considering that SummerSlam's in a couple of weeks. Really does, given that they have 
sort of what is it four specials a year it really feels like no time since the last one I think they've got a few more now and they do they do they do, do they do one of Money in the Bank weekend uh, that was 25 was it 25 yeah so, so yeah five, five. And, maybe, and, and random one they did a random one that had so that six, wasn't by six. A, that's still the main roster half so, as many yeah. as the main roster but it still seems I suppose that's every two months now isn't it blimey it's better than the main roster had 16 a year and then you've got Candice LeRae runs out to make the save uh, mm. immediately forcing a DQ uh, loss but that's fine and just kind of hit, hitting her with a chair and stuff, chasing her away. Aisha Rai gets kind of scared off. He's fucked up, yeah. Yeah. So um, that's obviously building, I guess, to the feud. That's going to be the match at TakeOver, do you think? Yeah, probably. Uh, makes sense. But uh, they've wasted... I guess Candice was injured. I guess she's, they've been kind of gentle with her. If they, they do want to do anything useful with Candice and the women's belt, they need to hurry up. Have they got room for two match it, two women's matches at TakeOver? Yeah. Yeah, they should, because they, they should never match. normally find room for more than one but if they could have a match with Mia Yim and Shayna Baszler and this match a two out of three falls and a triple threat match are going to take a long time and NXT tag matches are usually exceptionally long well I'm not saying you ex- have anything beyond the five match card that you normally have but you've got your your triple threat your three stages of hell and you've got your um Two women's matches, and then you have your tag match. That's your five-man card. Yeah. Have I left anyone out that needs to be addressed at this uh, at this particular event? Big Demo and Riddle. Big Demo. Uh, do you think that's takeover worthy? I, I don't feel like that's building for a takeover. They should be building Riddle up. Yeah. They should be so, like, they should make so Riddle's on every show. I feel like they can spare him on this occasion and then hold him back, use him again. It's not going to be the end of the world. And I feel like that feud doesn't warrant a space as much as having a Shayna Baszler match on there yeah, and having I agree. and then but, but also you want your Candice LeRae Ayo Shirai and that's been building and that's been boiling I, I'm, I'm not make the show longer I'm not that fast on seeing I'd, I'd rather have a longer show really? yeah yeah definitely I'd rather six match if you, had to cut, if you had to cut it to five matches I'd rather see that match than the Riddle match yeah yeah definitely but there you go because I same with same with Riddle and as with Lorraine, they need to push them. They need to push them both on on takeovers more. So if you're listening, trips, that's our our word on the our final word on the subject. Candice Lorraine versus Matt Riddle at takeover, please. Yes, please. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, then they announced uh, Dunn versus Strong next week because Dunn asked for it, and Riddle was, and uh, Regal was like, "Yeah, fair enough." Yeah. And then on to the main event, and which was Damian Priest versus Keith Lee. Punishment Martinez. Now, here's a question for you. I'm not talking here about in-ring work, but just purely as a character. Is Damien Priest a bit boring? His entrance is great, yeah. and then it goes downhill from there. Because he's not really has he cut any promos yet. He did some video package stuff. Did a little bit of yeah, video package stuff, but it's mostly him just kind of cruising around and getting out of cars. And... The commentary team uh, are very high on him, uh, presumably under instruction. But they're very—they talk about how he's mysterious and how he's a rock star and he lives the rock and roll life. Oh, he's hard to get close to. Ask him, you know. Any all he'll talk about is how he wants to live. He's going to live forever, <laughs> and and he's got. Oh, this guy sounds like a tit you wouldn't get, want to get stuck in conversation with. He's really in love with himself, 
and thinks he's a rock and roll star and has greasy long hair and you're like oh this guy's a wanker like, I, <laughs> so let's put him against Keith Lee who everyone adores yeah, yeah lovely Keith Lee there seems to be an issue with that um, yeah everything I wrote it was it was about Keith Lee to be honest yeah what, what have Look, we got uh, I, I like Keith's Outer Crescent kick Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They always say, "Oh, he's a big guy, but he's so energetic." I'm like, if you, I first time I noticed his gut, he's like a fucking massive fucking gut. He's a fat man Mm. with huge abs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I again like pound for pound, I'd I'd put Lee against Riddle, and in like a fucking shoot amateur wrestling match, and Keith just sit on him. Mm. (laughs) Fantastic. Yeah. No, I think hugely underrated wrestler in general, but. I think his strength kind of, kind of carried Priest through this. Mm. Priest didn't. Priest, one thing of being just a big dude, kind of got squashed by the fact he's next to Lee. Lee's charisma will outshine most people, but definitely Priest's. I don't think it was a very good co- uh, combo. No, the match was fine. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed but, um, it. I want to. I want Keith Lee to go over more than Damian Priest right now. Yeah, they well, they seem to be very high on Damien Priest, and they're obviously wanting to be a big deal. Mm. I wish they were kind of. Keith Lee has has been talking promos about wanting kind of having had a disappointing first year in NXT, and wants to kind of build back up and kind of do better mm. and get some momentum. And it's a shame that he's kind of fallen a bit of the first hurdle here because they're obviously high on Damien Priest. I mean, obviously Keith Lee looked strong. We've only seen Damien Priest against Jobbers, and Keith Lee gave him a run for his money. Also, Damien Priest only really, you could argue, only stole it at the end because the referee the was ref getting in the way yeah. and all that stuff. So that's good. which I which is good because it's the it's the cheap heel signalling, mm. like heel signalling is should be fucking blind obvious in mm. in the kind of slapstick way that wrestling usually is. Um, but with especially with new characters, you're like, are you like Velveteen Dream's arrogance will always fucking win him over. He doesn't have to change his behaviour or the way he talks or acts to go from heel to face. Mm. It happened because he loved kind of the same with the New Day as well. Yeah, yeah. People just as learnt to love them as well, opposed to. You feel I like think with, the Velveteen Dream. I think with, like, be... with uh, what's that? I can call him Punishment Martinez with Damien Priest, like if you if they're not too careful and they don't make it blind obvious that he's a shit, people just think he's an average goof rock star character yeah well he's your new Jackson Riker yeah yeah. ego is a big dude that's going to come in and bore the pants off you fuck all of Forgotten Sons for a while yeah well they're coming next week we've got Tyler Breeze versus Jackson Riker so that's something to do we skip yeah did, did I miss that in the but do do listen anyway though guys it is <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm sure the rest of the show will be good um, um, I, I actually like Tyler a, Breeze obviously I feel like for a main event I was like oh, I, I think I was marking out over this to be honest in that I, I, they're just pushing the wrong person out of it yeah, it was it was a fun match. I loved the. Uh, I think they're both good wrestlers. They're both good characters. I loved the bicycle kick into the stairs. Yeah, really good. That was good. I liked the uh, cyclone boot. I don't know if I've ever really seen. Good. Have you ever seen anyone catch someone in midair from a suicide dive? Yeah, but not that like that. It doesn't that, like in the kind of power bomb kind of position. Position. Yeah, I thought it was really good. And I was just gutted it didn't then didn't play like out because you, I felt a bit like come on. I know, caught but him, he's lifted him up, 
we want to, the crowd want to see it. We want to see that power bomb onto the apron. That suspense, though, you then right. expect the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. I know. I, I I think Priest's a fantastic wrestler, and I don't I don't think it helped either people in this match. But that's a fact. They're they're both very high quality performers. That even a, a match that I don't think was a particularly good fit, they both did a good job on. Mm. Yeah, respect to both of them. Uh, I'll yeah. I my my mind isn't made up yet about Damien Priest. I think he could be good. I think he could be shit. <laughs> yeah, very much a wait and see. Could be a Riker. Could be a, a dream. Could be an absolute dream. Could be an absolute dream. Nah, I like this. The pounce needs protecting. The pounce? Yeah, Keith Lee's pounce. Like, it's the big impact when he does like, kind of like NFL barge. Mm. Yeah, they need to protect the fuck out of that. That's mm. like a signature move. It should buy him enough time to recover and change momentum in matches. Yeah, yeah, it should yeah, yeah, be, yeah. They should really protect it. Because it looks so fucking cool. Mm. Even against big guys like, like Priest. Nice. Well, that pretty much brings us to the end of the show. That wraps us up for this time. This, yeah. This week. Yeah, a lot happened. Where can but, people uh, follow you? Uh, at SMSMTH on Twitter. Sam Smith without the vowels. And you can follow me at Mr. Chris Chopping on Twitter. Or why not check out the uh, NXT Generation Podcast Presents the Wrestling Walt Poll page on Facebook, where there'll be links, obviously, to the podcast. But not just that, there'll also be funny things from around the wrestling web and links to some articles that I've written for What Culture and various things like that. So why not check that out as well? Yeah, funny memes and good articles. Lovely. All right. Thanks very much for listening, guys. We'll speak to you next week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.